Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried into the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those that were going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man still held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or goodness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you now see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah, who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all of the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, Through your offspring, all people on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. The setting for this chapter is Jerusalem, and not only Jerusalem, Solomon's temple, 
It was rebuilt, of course, by Herod, but it's still Solomon's temple, even though it's rebuilt by Herod. And so this temple, the holy temple in Jerusalem, is the site of a mighty miracle. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. And that was a traditional time of prayer. Prayer was at nine in the morning, at noon, and at three in the afternoon. And so there was a man there who was lame from birth, being carried into the temple uh, at the gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg, um, asking people that were going into the temple for money. So when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, thinking, of course, these these uh, religious Jews will give me some money, and um, uh, this is a great thing. So he looked them up and down and said, okay, guys, you know, please give me money. I'm a beggar. I'm, I'm lame. I'm crippled. Peter looked straight at him, the Bible says, as did John. So both of them, rather than look away from this man in need and begging, they both looked straight at him. Now, I just want to pause there for a second. How many times have you or you and I seen someone begging on the side of the road and thinking, you know, whatever thoughts about their condition, we've looked away. Notice Peter and John, full of the Holy Spirit, didn't look away from this man. They looked straight at him. Both of them did. And so you and I as well should not be afraid or ashamed to engage those that we see begging. I know that there are some situations where that might be dangerous, but where it's not dangerous, don't just look past these people as if they don't exist. They're created in the image of God, just like you and I are. And so Peter and John looked at this crippled man, and rather than just say, oh, there's another beggar, you know, here's a here's a drachma or whatever coin they were um, passing out in those days, a shekel. They said, um, we need to look at this man. And so they looked at him with the eyes of faith. They looked at him with the eyes of Christians. They looked at him with the Holy Spirit in their hearts. And Peter said to the man, look at us, because the guy was thinking that they were just going to give him some money. And so uh, he fixed his eyes on them. Peter then responded with this classic timeless response. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And so Peter went to the deeper issue, not the silver or gold. Peter was a fisherman. He didn't have a pocket full of silver or gold, but he had faith in the name of Jesus Christ. He was willing to to venture out in God to proclaim boldly that Jesus was the healer, to tell the man to be healed in Jesus' name and to get up and walk. This is a very bold proclamation. And it wasn't done in private in some back room where nobody could hear. This was at one of the main entrances into the temple with hundreds, perhaps thousands of Jews passing through every day and standing all around them. So taking the man by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, I just want to say to you, I really believe that Peter and John could have walked right by that guy. They wouldn't have been in sin. They wouldn't have gone to hell. But they would have missed God because God was speaking to them, look at this man. And they stopped and fixed their eyes on the man. God was also speaking to them about the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus. And they ventured out in the Lord and prayed for this guy. And lo and behold, the man was healed. So immediately, remember now, this is the prayer meeting. They're at the temple, the prayer meeting. This man jumps to his feet, goes with them into the temple, jumping and walking and praising God. Now, if you've ever been to a prayer meeting, they're normally pretty quiet affairs. And prayer meetings in the time of Christ at this 
Temple of Solomon were no exception. This was a very dignified place. There were uh, rules of decorum and order. And here's this guy leaping and jumping and walking and praising God at the top of his voice. And so a crowd began to draw, as it would at your prayer meeting or at ours at our church. And um, they said, what's going on? And they recognized that this was a man who they'd all seen daily for years. Remember, he had been born uh, lame from birth. So this guy had been lame his whole life, and they recognized him. And uh, they looked at Peter and John like they were magicians or some kind of holy men. And so Peter saw them looking at the lame man, saw them looking at him and John, and he said these words, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. Now, he's talking about this miracle, this healing, glorified Jesus. See, friends, real miracles that are um, the result of people praying in Jesus' name for the sick, real miracles glorify Jesus. They don't glorify the men or women that pray the prayers. They glorify Jesus, the Son of God, and the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, glorifies his son Jesus by virtue of the fact he still moves, he still heals, he still saves. So Peter continued his sermon. He said to the those present, you handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, speaking of Jesus, of course, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life. I love that expression, the author of life. Jesus is the author of life. Peter went on to say, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this. So Peter and John had both seen the resurrected Jesus. He continued, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. And so, friends, I believe that these kinds of miracles don't need to be a thing of the first century only. I believe that today we can still see people healed in Jesus' name. We pray for the sick often, and I will continue to pray for the sick when opportunities present themselves until it's time for me to go home and be with the Lord in heaven. But for now, in the days that we live, it's faith in the name of Jesus that changes people's lives. Whether sick or lost, it's the name of Jesus that has the power to save, that has the power to heal that has the power to deliver from demons. And so Peter continued his message, Repent then, turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Lord, we turn back to you now. We confess our sins of having overlooked or looked past homeless people or those in need as if they didn't exist. Lord, we repent from that. We ask you now to open the eyes of our understanding that we might look on all men as created in the image of God and worthy of our attention and our prayer and our notice. Lord, we turn back to you. We ask that our sins would be wiped out. We ask you, Lord, that there would be times of refreshing that would come from you. And Lord, we ask that you would send the Messiah, Jesus, back to planet Earth. Lord, may he come. And until he comes, may we be refreshed and walking in faith. May we be praying for the sick and believing the fullness of what Jesus did at the cross. 
May we recognize Him as Lord, Savior, Messiah, and Healer. Lord, may this be the generation that embraces all the promises contained in the Scriptures. We love you, Lord. We boldly proclaim healing in Jesus' name, just as Peter did. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.